we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everyone, this is Michael Antonovich with this episode of the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast on Swap Moto Live. The COVID-19 crisis has had a major impact on the Monster Energy Supercross series, and over the last few weeks, we've seen announcements of canceled rounds and the intention of make-up dates at a later time in the year. Dave Prater is the Senior Director of Operations for Two-Wheel Activity at Feld Entertainment and has been one of the key people working out possible solutions, including the current plan to resume competition in September after the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship wraps up. But as you'll hear in our conversation, there are a lot of factors that must be taken into consideration right now, mostly what venues will be available and when later this year and what will happen with the mainstream sports that are going for similar dates. During our talk, Prater explained the chain of events that led to the Indy Supercross cancellation and then the other races, plus Feld's current plan for the fall races. So right now, there is no precedent that they must run 17 rounds, but Feld is very, very eager to make sure that they complete the entire championship as scheduled. Uh, what that will be and when, we'll find out, but for more information, always come back to SwapMotoLive.com. Dave, this has been a huge last few weeks. Uh, I know for you guys that this has been nonstop work and talking with local authorities, stadium officials, teams, and everything like that. Um, when did the whole COVID-19 issue first like land on your lap? Like, have you guys been following this for a while or is this something that kind of suddenly came up in the last few weeks? Um, well, we, you know, I think like everyone, we had been, you know, following it, uh, not necessarily closely over the past several months, but, uh, been seeing it and watching the news and, and hearing, uh, you know, how it was affecting the rest of the world. And it really hadn't, um, hadn't become an issue, at least here, as far as venues were concerned, we'd been talking to venues, um, you know, throughout January, February, and even into March. And, um, really everyone was still under the assumption that it was business as usual. And then, uh, as we all know, that second week of March, um, leading into Indianapolis week weekend, um, things escalated quickly. And, uh, from there, you know, it's only gotten, uh, gotten crazier. So I think we were along with, I won't say the world, but along with the rest of the United States, um, kind of taken aback at how quickly this all happened, how quickly things have changed. Um, and obviously China and Italy and the rest of the world saw it a month or so prior to us. But uh, yeah, that, that's really, really when we uh, were forced into the situation was that week of Indy. So March 9th, 10th weekend or week. Okay. Um, with Feld being an international company, you know, you guys having tours everywhere at all time. Had they already been mm -hmm. impacted somewhere else in the building prior to Supercross, or were you guys the guinea pig? Yeah, that's that's what I say. Kind of, 
we were looking at it from a super cross point of view, kind of out of the peripheral, because obviously we don't do any international rounds at the moment. There had been a few tours affected by it um, internationally, and I don't know those tours right off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, we had we had been affected as a company um, prior to all this um, affecting Supercross, definitely. Okay. Um, when we were at Atlanta, you know, that was the one race before Daytona, so that was the last Feld race to be run. Didn't really seem like a big issue. It didn't think anything was going on at all. At that point, you guys were pretty much just business as usual, right? Yeah, it was business as usual, and, um, you know, I – Went to Daytona. I was in Daytona. That's when really um, we started hearing stories coming out of Seattle, and it started to escalate quickly, getting multiple texts from teams and uh, sponsors and part other partners. And we were in communication with um, the stadium in Seattle at that time, and, and, you know, at that time it was business as usual for them as well even up until that week prior to the Indy week. So um, I don't think anyone expected it, like I said, to escalate as quickly as it did. Um, I know we didn't from a Supercross perspective. I, really the one thing that I wanna, I've always wondered about since all of this has started is how that Thursday was at Indy. Um, to go from how fast everything changed from that morning to that afternoon, can you just give me a timeline mm-hmm. of, of what started? Because you guys weren't even there yet, right? We weren't in it, meaning uh, we weren't in the building as yeah, far as... like as far as as soon as all this stuff started, had you guys made it to Indy yet or not? No, I hadn't made it to Indy. Um, I was actually driving into the office here in Florida and um, probably 7 o'clock and got a call from the stadium, from Lucas Oil Stadium, um, requesting a conference call um, at 9.30. So asked them what it was about. They were, you know, they wanted to talk about the COVID-19 situation and, um, you know, the potential for uh, restrictions on public gatherings. So um, that was really the first we'd heard of it. I think Sean Brennan, our PR manager, was on. Uh, he was actually um, at a local television station there in Indianapolis um, promoting the race that weekend. So. Um, arrived here at our office, um, assembled a group together and started going through, um, you know, potential scenarios. But then at 9.30, um, we had a conference call with the venue and they explained to us that they believed that the uh, governor was going to put some restrictions on public gatherings and they were unaware at that time um, you know, what time he was going to put, you know, going to speak and what it was going to be. So I don't know exactly the timeline, but I think it was around 1230 that we got word that um, they would not allow public gatherings of more than 250. So Mike Mewey and myself and the team here went back to the drawing board and tried to uh, figure out a way to race with fewer than 250 people in the venue. So um, that's when we put a conference call together with all the teams and OEMs, got on the phone with them and explained to them that, hey, we're going to go racing in Indy, but um, we're not going to have any fans in the building. 
So got off the phone with them probably around 1.30 or so. And then uh, we got a phone call back from our folks who were on the ground in Indy saying that the governor was going to come back on, um, come back on, I believe, at 3.30 or so. So 3.30 or 4, the governor came back on and uh, heightened those restrictions even more, um, making it uh, impossible for us to to, come, to run the event, um, even without fans. So at 5 o'clock, that's when we we ultimately canceled canceled that round. Mm-hmm. So it was a crazy day, literally leaving leaving my house, uh, thinking it was kind of business as usual. And uh, by five that day, had uh, completely canceled the event. Okay. Um, when you guys are at Indy, are you already making the decision on Detroit and the rounds after that? Or was that a, we have to wait and see how this all plays out day to day? Um. It was all it's it was such a fluid a fluid day and a fluid few days, um, if not a week, Michael, that it was so once we made the decision to cancel the indie round, um for lack of a better term, uh we were just naive to the fact that this was going to go on um longer. So we started making um plans to try to get round eleven in the next weekend of Detroit. And that's where you started hearing the rumors of double headers. And that was our initial first thought is, okay, so we had to cancel Indy, but next weekend in Detroit, we'll just go ahead and run a Saturday, Sunday event and get round 11 in after round 12. So um, we were making plans, you know, for Detroit and then Seattle and and so on um, that next day after the you know friday after we canceled indy on thursday okay um it's been how's that situation obviously over the next i may be getting ahead of you but over the next you know day if not weeks we came to the realization that this is a a serious situation as the rest of the world was coming to the same uh realization and um gonna cause us to postpone the entire uh, championship. So, okay, um, I know that had to be like a fully unprecedented measure for you guys because Supercross has gone on forever. I mean, I, I can't think of a time that you guys have ever had to cancel a race or, or postpone anything. If you look at some of the weather races that you guys have had, other political issues that have run on with, uh, I think one of the ones that comes to mind is when the Iraq War started. I mean, that was right in the middle of the Supercross season. That one went on without issue. I mean, this is a fully yeah unthinkable issue that you guys have faced. I mean, I, I can't believe that we've gotten to this point from January to now, but it's, you know, a situation that we're all in and we're all dealing with for you. How hard was that to just come to the decision of like, yeah, we have to stop this thing totally for the time being. Um, it, it was tough at the time. Obviously it was uh, not a decision that any of us wanted to make, um, but it, it quickly, uh, came to light that that was really the only decision we had. There was there was no going forward until um, the world gets a better handle on the situation. So um, yeah, it was it was terrible. It was not one that, like I said, any of us um, thought we'd have to make in 2020. But uh, once we were presented with the facts, we knew there was really 
no other no other choice. Um, the one thing that we had kept hearing in those first few days, that first week after the Indy race was canceled and Detroit and all that other stuff kind of started falling off the schedule, was this moving target for Seattle or for Salt Lake and Las Vegas. What was the reality of that situation? Because we've heard so much speculation and rumor, uh, but from your perspective, what were you guys trying to do? Um, again, just trying to get our heads around um, the magnitude and the scope of the situation. And at that point, um, we had been in conversations with both Las, Las Vegas and Salt Lake City and they were both confident that they were going to be able to hold those events on those dates, which was April 25th for Las Vegas and May 2nd for Salt Lake City. Um, and again, I can't explain. I, I probably everyone's probably aware just from you know watching the news over those few days. But um, I used to go home and, and I'd come back the next day, and something had changed. But we were literally going from meeting to meeting. Um, you know, half hour, hour between the two and things were changing. So um, it was such a fluid situation that when we initially came out with our statements and we, we canceled uh, Indy, Detroit, Seattle, Denver, and Foxborough, those were the five venues that had let us know, yes, this is going to affect us. We're not going to be able to to hold your event, um, so let's just cancel it now, and we'll re um, we'll reevaluate moving forward. So, um, again, I don't know exactly that timeline, but I can tell you, as of that Monday Tuesday, um, speaking with Vegas and Salt Lake City, they were both confident at that point that we'd be able to get those events in. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team and I trust the Rai helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Rai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me and this is why I choose Rai helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer, and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building a best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? 
The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Uh, one thing that I had heard a lot in that time frame was like multiple events in Vegas and Salt Lake City. Like, hey, we still have uh, seven races to go. We're going to get in as many of these as we can in, even if it is at the same venue back-to-back. Is there any truth to that, or is that just, like, internet speculation? No, I think everything was on the table at that point. Everything is on the table at this point. Um, we started looking at how we could <clears throat> how we could continue with the championship and um, planning on how we – complete these next seven rounds and because things were closing um, all around the country and there were these restrictions on gatherings we were looking for pockets where we'd still have the availability um, to go in and hold an event so there was like I said Las Vegas at the time was available Salt Lake City was available so I think that's where those rumors started was um, the fact that those areas were still um, not considering putting limitations on gatherings. And obviously over the next couple of days that changed. Um, but anything's on the table. Anything and everything is on the table as far as venues um, and and dates. Uh, it's, it's such a, there's such a sliding scale and there's so many factors that need to be taken into consideration. Um, especially now because as you know, Major League Baseball has postponed their season, the start of their season. So we don't know, number one, when they're going to start. And we don't know, number two, if they're going to, are they going to shorten their season and still end in October? Or are they going to play a normal season, same number of games? And that bleeds over into November, December. Um, and then obviously, football starts up in the fall. So football, college football, NFL, uh, Major League Soccer. So there's so many different variables that are going to go into this moving forward. Um, once we get the all clear, let's get back to it. Um, there's going to have to be a lot of pieces that fall into place for multiple leagues, including us, um, before things can be solidified. Okay. Uh, and that's something I really want to touch on. I just have a couple questions before we get to that topic. Um, I've Mm -hmm. talked to, like, every time that something happened, I would reach out to somebody at the AMA because you guys are the promotion body, but they're the ruling body. And I I kept asking, is there some sort of, you know, thing in the rule book that says, hey, they have to get this many races in? From your understanding, you guys, is there a minimum number of races that have to be done, or is this just a, hey, we want to make a full championship in any way we can? No, there's no no minimum number. I mean, we want we think it's important to the sport we we're the stewards of the sport we think it's important to the industry as a whole to complete a 17 round championship and all the feedback we've been getting from the OEMs the athletes um our partners and just industry partners in general um 
they have the same the same desire that let's let's finish the 17 round championship. That's what we started. Um, it's not over. We're gonna we're gonna finish this thing. So that's that's our plan and that's our goal. Okay. One thing that I've heard but behind. But quickly to answer your question, it, we could have done it. You could have we could have called it after Daytona. Um, you know, there's been four or five different years from 1974 through today where there's been less than than 10 rounds. So it's it's plausible. Okay. Um, the one thing that I've heard through all of this in talking to teams, to riders, to you guys, everybody's cars are on the table on this one. It's all a situation that we're all in together. And you guys and the OEMs and the teams are working really well to find a compromise that gets everybody what they need. You guys get a series in, teams to get what they need in riders to get races in and finding any way you guys can get that in. So good on you guys all to work on this thing together instead of maybe what some people would perceive as Feld holding all the power in this situation. You guys are doing everything you can to make sure this is a good agreement and a good arrangement for everyone. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like I said, it's extremely important that we work together and work through this. We all, we're all a part of this. I mean, without without um, each one of us, the sport doesn't exist. So we've got to work together. We're all in this together. Um, we've been on the phone. We have bi-weekly calls with all the OEMs and race teams. Um, same with the AMA and with our uh, our sponsors. So trying to get everyone's input and um, keep everyone informed and uh, – just kind of like the rest of the world, we're all we're all waiting this thing out and uh, hoping and praying for for the best, um, and obviously hoping that it's sooner than later that we can get back to uh, racing and normal life. Uh, one thing that I I have to make mention of was the news two weeks ago when Feld had layoffs there. You know, so many industries, so many big companies in the world right now are going through the same struggle: furloughing employees, having to do cutbacks, whatever. Um, for you guys, what is this position now? I, I just need from your position, from you as an official Feld employee, you know, this is not the end of Feld. This is not the end of Supercross. You guys are going to come back from this. It, that's the whole plan. Definitely. I mean, obviously with widespread government mandated closures of public gatherings, um, we were forced to shut down all of our tours, not just Supercross, but Monster Jam, Disney on Ice, Marvel Universe Live, all of our tours. So um, it forced us to make some difficult decisions, and we reduced the size of our workforce um, company-wide. But um, we will be able to produce events when that time comes, and Supercross will be back along with the rest of our property. So um, we'll we'll be able to. And, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation, but um, we're going to resume operations soon, we hope, and uh, there's no assurance of when that will happen, but um, it's going to happen, and we're going to get these seven seven events in. Um, that's that's our plan. Okay. Uh, to start wrapping it up, because I know you have a busy day ahead, uh, just a couple more things, and to go back to what your topic was a few minutes ago, you know, there is no set date on this. You guys are going to do everything you can to get those seven races in. When and where still remains to be determined. Um, for right now, how is this looking? It's Already, you know, it's going to probably be at the, after the Nationals most likely, so we're looking at September, October 
Does this mean the elimination of the Monster Cup? Does the Monster Cup become a Supercross round? Just Or is it pretty much anything goes right now? I, unfortunately, it's pretty much anything goes right now. Um, it's such a fluid situation. Fluid is my, my new word. It seems I've, I've used it for two weeks nonstop, but it's just... No, but that's understandable. There's nothing else that fits it. Um you know, so Monster Energy Cup, yeah, it's great to have that date and that venue um, locked in. But again, that we're we're um, at the mercy of Major League Soccer there. So if this affects the MLS season um, and they shift some things around, the LA Galaxy plays there. So if they need that date back, they're the primary tenant, and we may we'll have to work with them and figure that out. So. Um, we don't know. I mean, it, at this point, like I said, anything's on the table, anything and everything. And, uh, we're, we're waiting for a few more pieces to pop, fall in place before we can, uh, even start to plan that. Okay. Um, going forward now, you know, I know 2020 getting these last seven races in is the main focus. Just try to get these in wherever we can, but 2021 is going to become immediately on your radar after that. What has been mm-hmm. thought about for for next year? Is it still like January one, or is everything so uncertain right now that you guys can't even put a pin date on that? No, I mean the funny thing is, Michael, is I'm more certain about 2021 than I am about 2020 now. So, oh, okay, okay. Um, we we've been working. So myself and Mike Newey have been working on uh, 2021 um, while we wait. You know, while we wait and see how this. Um, the rest of 2020 pans out. And like I said, once we see some decisions being made and other leagues, you know, coming to the table with their schedules and what it looks like, the NFL is going to, uh, they're going to, or at least they're scheduled to announce their schedule um, April 16th or 17th, I believe. So um, hopefully if that goes down, we'll get a little clearer picture. And then as, as these things, as this thing progresses and we start to see, you know, a clearer picture on venue availability and dates and that type of thing, then um, we'll get on 2020 100%. But right now, um, we're, we definitely have 2020 um, top of mind, but in the meantime, 2021 is uh, full speed ahead. And like you said, depending on when we get these seven rounds in, um, we may not have much time the plan for 2021 so we're using the time now um of this uncertainty to plan for 21 and being ready for that so we're not we're not caught late in the game mm-hmm. um one thing that i've kind of thought about just as a guy that's you know 50 yards away from the action like you guys are you know you guys are the ones that are in depth to it i'm watching from the sidelines and just kind of go with whatever you guys do What's been the consensus of right now how you guys can reinvest in the sport too? Because this is a totally unexpected offseason that we find ourselves in, but also a time where you can sit back and go, hey, I haven't had this chance to look at things from this perspective. Or is it there really is no option for that because we have to? We have such a big problem on our hands as it is? Uh, I think that's definitely, that's definitely um, on our minds. I think first and foremost, we need to get through this crisis and uh, and then move toward toward reinvesting. I think it's going to be important. Um, 
because obviously it's it's going to hurt um, everyone. It's hurting the world at the moment. Um, but I think more than anything, the beauty of this, if if I can even use that term, is that I think it's brought us all closer together. Um, and obviously, I'm talking about the industry, this small little industry we're a part of. But hopefully, it's brought us all together um, as a planet, as a world. So, um, but I can tell you from experience over the last few weeks, just with my phone conversations um, with people and players throughout the industry, I think I think it's going to, and it has already brought us much closer together and made us realize that how important um, each of us are to this this puzzle that we call Supercross and Motocross. So um, I'm hopeful that once we get back to normal and uh, move forward that, um, you know, like I said, we'll be even more willing to work together and, and make it better for everyone. It's good to hear. Hey, Dave, well, with everything going on, thank you guys to everybody at Feld for keeping us abreast of all the issues that are going on. The Whenever there's a change coming up, you guys are pretty quick to get the word out there and let us know, hey, this is where we're going or this is where we're at. Now we just have to sit back and wait and see how these next few weeks and months play out. And we know if anything comes up, you guys will be very, very fast to share the information. So, Dave, it sounds like I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for the time today, and uh, we'll check back in a little bit when we figure out when and where we'll see more racing. Sounds great, Michael. Thank you very much. And, yeah, we'll keep you posted as we know more. Uh, you and, and the world will know more.